What up, Chet? Oh, not too much. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. Uh, you walked in on me as I was naked preparing food to eat tonight. It smelled delicious and it looked delicious. <laughs> oh, thank you. I've been working out. Yeah. Just kidding. Uh, I haven't been working out. Well, You've been working been. out that recipe. Yeah, yeah. Do, 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 do. Been working out my meat. Do, 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 uh, do, 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 do. Actually, yeah. just saw a video of uh, it was a dance group that. Their whole thing is just slinging dick. It's kind of it's kind of entertaining, also kind of horrifying. Oh, you mean those guys that were humping the couches like fucking ten years ago? <laughs> no, no. This is, I dare say, better. But it's a bunch of dudes wearing like, I don't know, kind of like '80s style shorts where they're like pretty short but also kind of loose, uh-huh. and they're definitely not wearing anything underneath that. And all of their moves are just air humping and then just letting that dick fly in them shorts. Okay. And the the crowd was loving it. Are you sure this wasn't like, uh, what's that porno thing called? It's called Dancing Bear, I think. Oh, no, no. Because this was like on a stage and like this was in a fucking concert. Oh. And it was a large crowd. Well. Yep. Good for them. Good for them. That's that's nice. That's nice. I used to know a man stripper back in the day. His name was Magic. Well, we called him Magic Mike after the fucking <laughs> of course. movie came out. But this dude uh, was one of the most in shape people that I've ever met in my fucking life. I would imagine. He used to play basketball with his shirt off, make everybody <laughs> feel uncomfortable yeah. because he was just like, he was jacked, cut, whatever you want to call it. I dare. I, I think that crosses into the realm of being sculpted. Yeah, he looked like a fucking statue that could dunk. <laughs> it was like the Michael Jordan statue sitting outside of whatever the fucking arena is called in Chicago. There you go. Dude, this guy, he dunked on a lot of people. He dunked on a lot of people. <laughs> it wasn't good. It wasn't. It was a lot. Damn. <laughs> Just come around, make everyone feel inferior and do his thing and leave. Yeah, he was real good looking in the face as well. All right. Well, so he, he was all around a 10. I, like straight up and down and he was very good at basketball and like <laughs> it was really disheartening as a as a young fellow but anyway welcome to real nerd hours uh your favorite slice of life podcast where we reminisce about dudes that we used to know that were just really jacked hot bodies yeah hot bodied dudes <laughs> god damn yeah he yeah, was a nice dude though well, everybody liked him everybody liked him that's good nobody disliked him despite him being who he was <laughs> oh shit chet uh battle royale fever has caught the world once again yeah i saw that there's a new one on the streets yeah cod uh fuck what's it called i was gonna say firestorm but that's what battlefield is calling their battle royale oh, boy and cods is called blackout i want to say yeah that sounds right Oh, I'm sorry. Something. Let me let me address something real quick. Last week I made a mistake in calling Mark Millar Mark Wade. Oh yes, uh, and I was promptly corrected twice. Yep. Uh, <laughs> that's something that I actually appreciate. So if you're listening and uh, you hear something wrong, just let us know. Oh, I can't yeah. remember the second person who did it, but the first person was Kokenin. Just yeah, just let us know. Yeah, that that's something that. I don't think either of us take personally at all. We'll get facts wrong. Like it'll happen. We yeah. do this shit basically live. Yeah. And we rarely fact check ourselves. So <laughs> if we no, ever say no. something just wildly incorrect, just, just hit us up. <laughs> yeah. Just let us know. The new battle Royale is called blackout 
And it's actually really exciting for the genre because one thing that I don't like about Fortnite is the building aspect. Like the idea that you pop a shot at somebody and then they immediately build a fucking home where they can (laughs) stay with their families. Like you, it's fucking irritating. Like I just want to shoot at you. And if you're better than me, you kill me. And that's That's, how it works. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, that was more how PUBG was and then. Fortnite was the only one with the uh, the building aspect, at least. The reason why Fortnite overtook PUBG is two reasons, right? Uh, it's a completely different looking game. Definitely. The aesthetics are fucking something else. Yeah. You got these. Much more cartoony. Yes, exactly. You got these w- female characters running around with like donks and. <laughs> <laughs> and the cosmetic game was on point. Yeah, I mean you got all the game was dances on point. and everything. Yeah, the expressions. There's, like, the, there's just a lot more more soul to the game. Yeah, in a definitely. lot of ways. Whereas definitely. PUBG was very generic and a buggy piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, and that's <laughs> the second part where Epic has the infrastructure set up to be able to support it and make sure the netcode is working <laughs> right. and make sure all sorts of things that would be of, of concern on other platforms uh, weren't concerns for theirs. Gotcha. Because after they started making a little bit of money, a lot of bit of money, <laughs> relatively quickly, they were able to just pull in as many assets as possible. They, Doug, do you remember Radical Heights? No. <laughs> <laughs> it, was Bo- it was Boss Key Productions, Cliff Blazinski's company, Uh, After Paragon failed, they tried to make a Battle Royale because Battle Royales are, as it turns out, extremely easy to make. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) it's probably even easier than a conventional FPS because, like, with a conventional FPS, stuff like Halo, Counter-Strike, whatever, your focuses are the gameplay and, you know, making sure your engine is, is good and all that. But then you also need to make maps with these battle royale games as far as i'm aware they all only have one map it's just huge right no uh most of them have or not most of them i don't know what most of them are looking (laughs) like but you're correct mostly most of them start off with one map okay uh in the case of PUBG, they've got three maps two of them are roughly the same size one is smaller uh they saw how successful fortnite was with kind of a smaller map and Mm. faster movement speed so what they did was they took a map and threw it together real quick, shrunk it down, hey. and then set people out on it. And that hasn't especially worked out for them. Hey. It's mainly because I guess there's only really room in the market for one like realistic FPS uh, battle royale game. That makes sense. Cliff Blazinski, I mean, they're easier to make. So sure. they kind of shitted one out. And a lot of people were playing it at first, but it was it had a similar aesthetic to uh, Fortnite. Mm. It was also third person. So it kind of was like Fortnite without the building. Okay. As we all know, PUBG, uh, the company, tried to sue Epic Games over Fortnite because PUBG was using Unreal Engine, which is owned by Epic, and they saw it as something fucking crazy when Epic made Fortnite into a battle royale Uh because Fortnite, before it was a battle royale, was a PVE tower defense game (laughs) 
which Completely nobody different. played. It was I played it for yeah, a long time. I, I really liked it. You were the only person I know that played Fortnite before the Battle Royale. Yeah. It was it was good. It was a good time. Hey. <laughs> so they that one lost them a lot of fucking money because it was not only like a full price game, but they were charging a shitload for uh, like basically crates, their llamas in that game. Uh-huh. But bringing it back, uh, they they were sued because they were making a shitload of fucking money off of this game mode. Now, H1Z1 was around before PUBG was, and I'm sure there were some in between H1Z1 and PUBG that nobody ever heard of. Yeah. I think Arma may have been the very, very, very first one, the Arma mod that they did. I have no idea. I don't remember either. But the Arma, or excuse me, Arma 3 mod. Uh, but all that aside... COD is now in the field. Right. And uh, I don't know which one of their arms is developing the game. Yeah, that's right. Because there's multiple branches for, for Call of Duty, which is why you have stuff like Infinite Warfare. And that was something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this one is, as far as I can tell, from what I've seen, I haven't played any of it. A lot of people are fucking liking it. A lot. Yeah, I've seen little bit, bits of it. And honestly, it makes a lot of sense for this to be like the next big dog. Because you can look at uh, PUBG and Fortnite in a similar vein as like Dota and League. Where one is more realistic. It came first. And it's harder Whereas the other one's more mainstream, more geared toward kids, etc. But PUBG was never really functional at its best. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. The net code has always been trash. Yeah, there's just bugs all over the place. And I mean, yes, this is one of those games where you can truly say, hey, this is a beta. Whereas Fortnite still calls itself early access, but let's be We all know that that game is full release. It's been out for a fucking year, yeah. and they've made like two or three billion dollars. It's absurd. That's between every platform, though. I mean, yeah. not, not, to, to even say between every platform is fucking impressive, too. Right. PlayStation, PC, Xbox, and mobile. All and four. it's coming to Switch. And it's coming to Switch. Yeah, it's a, that's dumb money. But... Cod, they've been in the game. Like they've done FPS. It's a aim people recognize, and they've been in the realistic side of it. So I think all of PUBG's market is basically gone right now. Yeah, yeah. And there are people who I'm sure would have preferred something like COD, but were playing Fortnite because that's what was available. But they see something that's more realistic, something that doesn't have the building aspect that they probably don't care about. It's more of a, a real FPS experience. And there's little touches like pick up basketball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can shoot a little basketball. You can hit a golf club. You can do a little bit of bowling. There are challenges on the map that they bring up that are based a lot around building things. Like, oh, build up to get this like little lightning bolt. Hey. And they introduced a new game mode recently, which was... Uh, getaway i want to say uh-huh oh okay yeah so normally with the loot drops uh or 
supply drops or whatever the fuck they're called in each of the games. It takes a certain amount of time to open them. Mm. Uh, specifically in Fortnite, I should say. It takes maybe like two or three seconds to open it. With the the game mode getaway, it takes like ten to open up the safe. Mm. So what you're doing is you're carrying around a crystal llama and you're trying to get to one of the evac points on the map. Okay. Which is like really cool. The thing, the thing that I like about Fortnite, and like I can understand why they would get hate for this, but essentially they're like looking at other games and stealing their fucking ideas, <laughs> and just saying fuck it. Like, I, I personally, I see no shame in that. Like, I don't see. I can understand why people would feel some type of way about it. Why some people would feel a bit slighted, but I mean, a battle royale—that's just a bigger death match. Like. We've had this since like Unreal Tournament One. Yeah. So yeah. like, I, I don't really see how that's gimmicks thief thieving or like this this getaway mode. That's basically just capture the flag. Yeah. And it's just in a battle royale kind of setting. Like, I. Yeah. Again, I get why some people would be upset about that kind of behavior, but it's not like these were really original ideas in the first place. No, they weren't. I mean, everything is essentially derivative of something else. Right. You just make, remix one thing and you get something else. And yeah, exactly. Just do that ad infinitum and now you have a new genre. Like this show happens to be a remix of Seinfeld. Boom. Because it's about nothing. Exactly. God damn. <laughs> Look at you. Not yeah. only handsome, but smart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I get all the boys. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a huge fan. Uh I mean like COD looks good. I mean the only thing that I'm not really like stoked on is the idea that there are zombies on the map. Huh. And like it's, it's cool, but okay. There are a few problems that I have actually <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it more. So problem number one is They've basically reappropriated some of their maps from the COD games where they have deathmatch or whatever mm. and place those on an island. Okay. Which is like, it's a neat idea. It's kind of cool. Like, if you're big into COD, like, that's your shit right there. You're yeah, like, definitely. yo, this is fucking cool. Like, I love these maps. And being able to, like, go to these specific places and fight people in a different way than, like, jumping off a fucking wall or, like, jet boosting over this Lamborghini <laughs> or whatever. Like, that's cool. And I understand that. Yeah. And I I think that's kind of cool. But what I want to see out of that battle royale game is a whole new map like a bunch of different experiences because like that last world war ii cod that came out those maps sucked and granted god damn this is armchair game development and (laughs) even backseat gaming or armchair gaming whatever the fuck you want to call it because i've never played a cod game (laughs) not once not ever and I just I just enjoy watching it on Twitch. It's, ah, okay. it's like it's a lot of fun to watch. Now, see, what's interesting is like that's so much of the market share right now is just how does it appeal to viewers? Because fewer people are playing, more people are watching. And I find it hilarious how many games are not conducive to viewers, but still get lots of views on twitch like i think fortnite works pretty well also because ninja but stuff like overwatch tournaments mm-hmm. fucking horrible to watch you know i will we'll get back to the tournament stuff but i will comment that 
if it wasn't Ninja, it would have been somebody oh, else. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, the market was there. They just needed someone to flock to. Yeah. That's the, for sure. He's like unnaturally good at that game. It's <laughs> I watch Ninja uh, sometimes. I can't. So the problem that I have with a lot of people on Twitch is that they're appealing to a younger audience and they behave in a way. So yeah. they put on their fun voice and they start doing things when they die like, ah! Things like that, and I, I can't handle it. I mean, it's the PewDiePie effect. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of that for the kids. So I watch like most everybody on mute, with the exception of like Doctor Disrespect. Yeah. I like, I like him. I like he's fun to watch sometimes, but I will mute the fuck out of his stream a lot. Did you hear about what happened to him? Yes, the other day? we'll, we'll, we'll get yeah, back we'll get to, to that. We'll get back to that. Uh, but. Overwatch tournament and same with like Rocket League. Yeah. What they're doing, and I'm sure I've said this before, ring the fucking bell. Uh, the problem that they have is that they're trying to be too much like traditional sports. Yeah. So when they're following certain players around, like, and doing commentary based on like them following the player, like, it doesn't really work as much as like having a wide view of the field and like yeah. switching between static cameras. Uh, especially for something like Rocket League. For Overwatch, I don't think there's like a good way to get a grasp on what's going on in that game. I feel like they need some sort of special spectator camera where it's like Eye of God. So you see through buildings, you see through roofs and stuff like that. Because like, I tried watching Overwatch tournaments for a bit and it's it's so hard to follow. Like I get what's happening on an individual basis, but like, they it's just not the same because sometimes it takes over player perspective sometimes it does like the death cam where it's third person following something sometimes it's like more zoomed out i say pick something and stick to it if it was just following one person's view the whole time fine like even do separate streams where you follow one person on each team or something like that so you you know you follow who you're rooting for something but it's for me, as a fan who does not care one way or the other about these individual teams, because I never, I, I haven't spectated long enough to care, because I couldn't spectate, I couldn't get through it. Yeah, but yeah, uh, imagine how fucking cocky that is. Starting your own league where people have to buy in for franchises <sighs> for like one point two million a pop. Yeah, fuck out of here. Ridiculous. Ridic- I mean, it was successful. It worked. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it did. It, <laughs> it did. The game is not... I mean, it's definitely not as popular as it used to be. Nah, it's tired out. I mean, I haven't played it in a few months. Definitely, I haven't tried it any of the last two heroes. I haven't played it since the Hamilton, whatever his name is, came out. Hammond. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, on the plus side, like the the horrible hellscape future that we're living in in gaming now... All the characters are free, thankfully. Yeah, that's always nice. Where we're not having to pay for expansions and stuff. It's just gradual updates. Yeah. Yeah, paying for DLC characters is kind of rare these days. And kind it of. sucks. Oh, yeah, I hate it. Cause, I mean, shit, that's part of why I haven't played Dragon Ball in a while. Because I haven't gotten around to buying Vegeta and Goku. The, oh, the, the recent releases. Okay. And... I have to play Goku. I'm contractually <laughs> obligated, but <laughs> is it just vanilla? 
Yeah, it's just regular ass Goku. Okay. He uses like Ko Ken and stuff. Okay. Well, yeah. that sucks. Yep. I wanted to talk on Call of Duty because I have played a couple of the games, and every time I play like two rounds and then put it down, never to touch it again. And that is one of the few games that is way too realistic for me. Because in an actual shootout, you know what you do? You fucking hide. You're trying not to die. <laughs> Arma is the game for you then. I, I, I could not. It was too much. Like It was too slow. I'm like, guys, I want to just run out there with reckless abandon, murder whoever I can, and if I go out in a blaze of glory, good. Okay. Whereas Black Ops 2 in particular that I played was just like, okay, we're, we're hiding here in this very tactical position, waiting for some motherfucker to make some mistake. Oh, what was that? Oh, fuck, he's gone. <laughs> for like 30 minutes i'm like this sucks fair enough and then like i watched it was my uh family friend so i watched his like 10 year old son and that was all he did he just sat there behind cover just camping it out and he won he was good at the game you know so you play the game that you've got to play but yeah. i mean i don't know to me that like the people who enjoy that and then we'll hop on Street Fighter and complain about spammers. I'm like, do you not see how... <laughs> I mean, camping and spamming take a similar type of person. Yeah, but like they'll, they'll do one and complain about the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then yeah. again, I understand spamming, but I can't stand camping. Though <laughs> <laughs> no, I understand I mean, camping. I get it. <laughs> you want to win. Yeah. That's, that's the same way I feel about people who I watched a lot of Call of Duty Black Ops 3, I want to say, where they mm. had like the jump packs or whatever the fuck. Okay. Uh, one of the problems that I had watching that game was when people would post these videos, 100 kill game, uh, which is like something of an achievement because like the amount of tickets in the typical deathmatch game is uh, 100. I want to say 100, something like that. That seems high to me, but okay. And, and I mean, it's like a 5v5 game, but the, the or maybe it's 6v6. I don't remember. Whatever. But the, the gameplay is fast-paced enough to where you'll get there in like less than 10 minutes. Oh, damn. Okay. So what ends up happening is people will post these 100-kill games uh, so when you get somebody who's running around and not playing the objective, of course they can get 100 kills because the game doesn't end at 100 kills. It'll just keep going until somebody's reached the point maximum or the game time max. That's so stupid. Yeah, it's really fucking annoying. And there's only there was one dude that I used to watch a lot. His name was Fisticuffs mm -hmm. on YouTube. And he actually got on a deathmatch game. He managed to get 75 kills, Damn. which is like super impressive. But like the thing is, it was a little bit unfair. One thing that I had noticed, I'm pretty sure that it's 5v5. But one thing that I had noticed is if you're running a 4v5 and your team is down one person, you have an advantage. Mm. It's not necessarily like a huge advantage, but like one person is harder to find to kill and if you have like a good team not having that one person is a pretty huge advantage huh. that's just like the uh current arc of boku no hero academia you're running a 4v5 and not having the one person is actually really dope yeah it's a uh it's a test thing that they're doing with their school and 
it's supposed to be 4v4s, but there is going to be occasionally teams of five. But the objective is to capture four people. So when there's five people, four of them get captured, they still lose. So yeah, it's hard to say who's at the end. I mean, if there are multiple teams of five people, like why not just make it to 3v4? Like, I mean, presumably, if there are enough teams to have four or five people teams, then you could just take one person off of each of those teams. No, it's uh, one extra person. Oh, there's only one There's extra. only one extra. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Ultimately, uh, COD Blackout looks really dope, and I'm excited to try it out for PC. Yeah. Uh, I'm not so much excited to play the Battlefield version because I think... The World War II setting is fucking overdone, and it's yeah. boring, and it's lame, and I want nothing to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, guys. Make some new wars so we can have some nice new locales. <laughs> please, please, no. <laughs> oh, God. These bombs won't pay for themselves. Uh, they do already, yeah, actually. actually do. <laughs> <laughs> so as Chet alluded to earlier, uh, yesterday and today... Yeah, twice. Uh, Dr. Disrespect's house was shot at. That is some fuck shit, man. It's fucking crazy. Uh, I pr- Presumably, uh, they thought it was like a mistake the first day. Like somebody just let off a shot. Yeah. Like, But today, they actually hit the house. They sent a shot through the top floor window. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Fucking insane. I, I've heard like so many stories about streamers and like crazed fans. I don't know what the deal is with these guys. Like, I mean, Doctor Disrespect seems like just kind of like a dude putting on a character. Yeah. So it's odd to me that anybody would go out of their way to do anything to him. Well, I mean, I don't know why. I mean, we obviously have no details on this stuff yet, but. Is this someone trying to get his attention? Is it someone who's just targeting him because he probably has quite a bit of money? Like, what? I don't know what the fuck. But, I mean, there's there's other tales of, like, I forget who it was. But there was some kid, some dude that was a real popular streamer. And this kid shows up on his door. Like, he's living with his, I think, fiance. And... This kid just shows up at his door. He must be like 15, 16 years old. He found his way there into the Midwest from like Peru. Holy shit. And the kid's like, I just wanted to, I just wanted to meet you. And the dude's like, what the fuck are you doing here? How did you even find me? He's like, I spent a lot of time looking for you. <laughs> yep. and, and the dude didn't know what to do. Like, he pities this kid. And, you know, he's he's. You know, he doesn't want to put him out on the streets, but like you can't let someone into your house like that. You can't like what the fuck are you do in that situation? He's just tr- out here trying to make a living and this kid became obsessed with him. So we could have a situation that's like that. Yeah, except like they're obsessed with like trying to kill him. Yeah, it's, you know, like uh, like a John Lennon situation. Yeah, really weird. I mean, like of anybody on this planet like that, I would assume 
people would target to shoot at, it would have been Ice Poseidon. Yeah, definitely. That dude's fucking insane. Yeah. They swatted him off a fucking plane. I'm surprised nobody's taking a shot at him. <laughs> Honestly. I mean, they could have. He probably just didn't say anything. Yeah, that's also possible. Yeah. Possible. Yeah, Ice Poseidon, he's gotten into some shit, but his fans are... Like, the stuff he does attracts the worst fans. Yeah. So those worst fans are going to do the worst shit. <laughs> yeah. 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 Crazy. It's really shitty. And like, this isn't something new or the shooting is definitely yeah, something new, thing. but like people showing up at YouTubers houses and like streamers houses, isn't something new at all. No. And I mean, also, I mean, even conventional celebrities. Yeah. You know? Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. And there are ways to find people online. Like, yeah. if you have somebody's full name, uh, you can pay an X amount of money to... A, there are websites out there that just have everybody's information. Yeah, so, it's, it's crazy how easy it is to find someone's info. Yeah, just pay them like four or five bucks and you'll yeah. be able to have like their current address, their phone number. Uh, I don't think you can get anybody's social security number like that because I think that's illegal. I, I'm pretty sure that's illegal, but it's also still not that hard to find. No, it's not. I mean, if you put in enough work online, you can really find any information that you're looking for. Pretty much. And the only ways that you can protect yourself mostly are using like um, LifeLock. Oh, yeah. And there's another service that's like basically delete me from everything Mm -hmm. like which will go out of its way to like look for different websites that are posting your information and take it down right so there's basically no footprint of you online pretty crazy yeah you know when you when you reach a high profile you might want to do that i'm sure most of those people are that's the thing like there there are still ways to get that information because like Let's say you find a website that doesn't adhere to U.S. law mm. that just has a database of a bunch of people's information. So you can probably like the website delete me goes to those sites because you have to manually opt out of those sites, mm-hmm. which is super, super shitty. Yeah. You have to go to each one individual. That's how you know you're running a super shady business when it's like, oh, yeah, we'll keep doing this. We'll stop anytime you want, but you got to tell us to stop. Yeah. It's super shitty. And, like, that's why you would sign up for that delete me site. Right. But even then, like, there are sites overseas that won't delete your shit. They'll just keep it up. And, like, it's just probably a matter of finding those websites. And, like, if you if you try hard enough, right, like, god damn, this is stalker type shit. And this is – I've never done this. I want to be very clear. But – it's only logical, right? Like you look at somebody, uh, let's say somebody like um, Dr. Disrespect, for instance, mm. he's fucking tall. He's a six, eight guy. Jeez. Oh, uh, so if you live, uh, if you look online or whatever, if you look at Twitter, you can pretty much suss out where somebody lives based on whether or not somebody's tweeted that they've seen them. So, oh, I just saw Dr. Disrespect at the store. He's a great guy. And then you look through their shit. You see if they've checked in anywhere, if they have their location turned on on their phone. And then you kind of just like float around that area and you look. 
You wait for that person to show up. And then if they do, you just follow them home. Man, well, yeah. It's it, it, that simple. It's super easy. I knew where uh, Stamper, the old uh, Newgrounds creator, I knew one of the places he worked at. And, like, I would see him tweeting about, like, the restaurants, like, Mexican restaurants. Because he worked right by where I worked, which is why I knew. Uh-huh. Uh, and so I would see him, like, going to the strip clubs that are right there. And I'm like, <laughs> man, I could just walk up right on him right now. Yeah. Because I just happen to know. But, like... I didn't have a desire to be a creep. Yeah. But if someone had the desire, they make it really easy sometimes. I mean, like, it's not a matter of making it easy, right? Like, I am not... You and I aren't public personas. I mean, like, if if you were to consider it, right? Like, if we were to say that we are public figures to any degree, we would be, like, in the... What is it? Like, top... 100th percentile we'd be at the very bottom (laughs) yes we'd be at the very very bottom like if you listen to enough of these episodes uh you know where i live yeah or whereabouts we've we've talked about the general location more than a few times yeah and like in some of the episodes when it's too specific i'll delete that information yeah like oh there's xyz across the street from where i live (laughs) (laughs) uh that like that I delete, but like general area, you know, I live fucking in San Diego. It's not too difficult to suss out where I move Uh, all the time. So you can't catch me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, man. It's, it's really shitty. It's a really shitty thing to do. Um, And it's fucking frightening. Yeah. Somebody's popping shots at your fucking house. That is wild. Yeah. Fucking wild. I feel really bad for him because I, I know people got on him about you know cheating on his wife and shit. Who the fuck cares about seriously? that? Seriously, who fucking cares? And that was months ago. Like, yo, it's done. Celebrities cheat on their wives. It happens. I mean, people like, cheat. Yeah. Period. <laughs> <laughs> and like, Doctor Disrespect. I, I'm sure he's a decent dude. He's got some opinions that I don't like. Like, I don't know any of his. <laughs> uh, this is also one of the reasons why I keep a lot of streamers uh, streams muted. It's because they're fucking stupid. Yeah, that is uh, that is truth. <laughs> like he, somebody asked him about people uh, kneeling during the anthem, and his answer was like, you know, like a lot of people went out and died for this country, and it's it's disrespectful to kneel for. And I was just like. Yeah, say well, no more, fam. You're missing the point. But say okay. no more. And I just <laughs> muted him. Yep. It doesn't mean he's racist. It just means he's got a real shitty, dumb opinion. He probably just doesn't know anything about Colin Kaepernick and kneeling. No. But no. He isn't. I mean, if I don't he does, think we need then... to, I don't think we need to talk on our opinions on that to, <laughs> for you guys to know where we're at with that one. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I know there's a lot of uh, YouTubers or streamers I've seen where people will ask them direct political questions. And they will avoid it at all costs. Yeah. And I think for me, like, I I think it's a little cowardly, but I also understand. Like, if you don't want to cultivate an audience one way or the other politically, just don't talk on it. I mean, it's a good way to not resent your audience. Yeah. Like, let's say, for instance, you're left leaning and somebody asks you a political question and you answer left leaning. Like, 
regardless of like whether or not you may or may not lose people in your audience because of your political opinions, mm. that doesn't really make that big of a difference. But what would have more of an effect on you, especially if it was me, it w- would be if there were a bunch of fucking Jontrons in my audience that just believe <laughs> oh. like super dumb shit. Yeah. And, like, and I then get, they start getting at you with yeah. their, that dumb shit. Yeah. It's like, oh, of course you believe this. You're black. Blah, blah. And like dog like kids are dumb enough as is so like when you when you encounter a kid and they they have a dumb opinion there's not necessarily any recourse to correct that like you can't be like yo kid you're dumb go read a book yeah like they're gonna believe what they believe because their favorite youtuber told them or something yeah yeah it's it's a subject that a lot of people choose not to address and i don't i don't blame people who avoid it i for one enjoy when people take a stand for their beliefs which is part of why i was so pissed off at brett kavanaugh just giving non-answers to everything i mean in that hearing that's but, the political process though that's what every politician does. i feel like it was to the extreme though like i understand like lowering your answers pretty well but stuff like hey what are your personal beliefs on this cut and dry issue that no one should have any issue answering? Well, the precedent set in the 1600. Well, listen, I don't care about that. I want you, your opinion today. Well, the precedent. Okay. All right. That's cool, dude. That's, I mean, like, he, they're going to confirm him uh, regardless of what he says. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't fucking matter. So, in recent news that's relevant to my interest, the Mega Man 11 demo dropped, where it's only got one stage. Blockman, Brickman, I don't even remember his name. But the point is, played the shit out of that demo for the half hour that I had to spend on it. But, yeah, I, uh, I was surprised by the game. Because they introduced a couple of new systems. There's um, the dual gear system, where... You press either R1 or L1 or both. I'm playing on PlayStation. And you either get a sort of like buster power up from Mega Man X2 where you fire two charge shots or you just slow down time. So it's kind of like time stopper, but not freezing time, just slowing it down, which is really handy for certain puzzles, getting past certain enemies, things like that. I haven't really gotten used to using it just yet. I'm sure that abusing it is the way to go but that's a pretty cool system and i was surprised because it is another classic Mega Man game it's 11 but of course it's updated graphics it's not just a retro Mega Man game however it plays very much like one through six including the difficulty which was nice like it starts out pretty easily, like at least that stage does, and it ramps up real quick. <laughs> like I played for half an hour, I never even got to the boss, so that's saying something, and I like that because with Mega Man Seven and Mega Man Eight, that was one of the criticisms was that you know with the more fluid gameplay, it just it got easier, and uh, this one is more fluid but still difficult. And I appreciate that. And it, it feels very natural. It feels very much like an old Mega Man game, including 
sometimes your inputs get eaten. Oh, <laughs> sick. It's, uh, you know, that's not the best, but you know what? It's authentic. Oh, it's, uh, it's a demo, though. So. It is a demo, so that, yeah. that might change. Um, I, I imagine they won't turn down the difficulty because there are multiple difficulty settings. There's a beginner, casual, and normal. I was only playing on normal because it says right there, like, yo, this is going to be your classic Mega Man experience. And then there's also, like, an expert mode that wasn't available for the demo. Well, But, uh, yeah, I, I think it's cool. I, I'm actually looking forward to this game. It comes out, like, next month. So, uh, all right. Yeah, that should be good. I will definitely be picking that up for PS4. And, uh, yeah, I'm ready to see what they got. There was one, one person was complaining. A friend of mine was complaining that there's, um, let me see who the robot masters are that they've confirmed because they haven't shown everyone, but there was one that was shown recently. Oh, balance man. Balance man was the one that was newly shown. And I had a friend like, ugh, sounds like they're scraping the bottom of the barrel now. Excuse me. We've had Dust Man. We've had Spring Man. We've had Burst Man. Okay, but tell me, what is, what's Balance Man? Is he like on one of those like balance <laughs> boards where he's sliding on the foam roller and no, the bounce. wood? Oh, Bounce. Bounce Man. Yes. Oh, my bad. I'm yeah, fucking yeah. deaf as shit. No, I I see. I can definitely see where bounce and balance sound pretty similar. Okay. Uh, but you no know, bouncing like bouncing up and down. It's it's like a bouncy ball. Deaf man coming soon to <laughs> Mega Man Eleven. Well, there is Shade Man who uses noise because he was a bat. So that's kind of close to Deaf Man. <laughs> I've I've always thought the Zero games were better. Yeah, I there's something for everyone. I feel in regards to the Mega Man games. Oh. Well, they're all side-scrolling platforms for the most part, but yeah, you're not gonna get a battle royale out of it. Right. A Mega Man battle hey, royale. I would be fucking down though for a Mega Man themed <laughs> FPS <laughs> game of any sort. Like, yo, I would be fucking down. Let me play as base anyway. <laughs> I, you know, they would just fuck it up anyway. Of it course matter. they would. Of <laughs> course they would. But yeah, I was always more of a fan of the X and Zero series. Just because it's faster, the gameplay is more fluid to me. But, you know, there's I always have respect for the classic games. I will continue to play them. But they feel more stiff and a little more artificially difficult. But they're still fun. That's so, good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. Good. I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. I also want to check out Spider-Man on the PS4. Yeah, that shit looks tight. That that game seems very good. I played a little bit while we were over at Charles's, and yeah. the swinging is very good. I don't know about... The, uh, God, all right. I'm going to keep it 1,000 about this game. Uh, the game looks good, yes. It reminds me a lot of Spider-Man 2, uh, the early one. Yes. But the problem that I have is that it looks like Spider-Man 2 with better graphics. <laughs> like, the way that the game is set up anyway. Because, like, you go, there are events around, there are hordes of enemies that you fight in, like, kind of smallish areas, which is gated, but, like, invisibly. So, if you leave the mission area, it'll tell you you've left the mission area. So, it's basically the same as Spider-Man 2, uh, but with better graphics and, I'm sure, more mission variety types. But it's it's basically a sequel to that, at least in my experience. And plus, they don't have like the good costumes in it. They've got costumes, but they don't have the good ones. Oh, look, there I were mean, a lot of costumes in there. There were twenty eight. 
first of all, the 2099 costumes, the Spider-Man 2099, fucking garbage. <laughs> both of them. The advanced spider suits, uh, the spider armor, both garbage. All of them garbage. Uh, my favorite one is the Scarlet Spider outfit with the hoodie and the red outfit. That one's fucking tight. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man Noir, fucking garbage. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I don't like the Spider-Man 2099. Yeah, it looks yeah, stupid. No, it's too edgy. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. Why Why does he have the little claws on his suit like Batman? Nah, uh, it's not like they help him stick into the wall. That's what his <laughs> hands are for. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't think there's one with a Mandarin collar. I can't remember what the name of it is, but it's black and gold. And I think that one's kind of neat. That sounds cool. The negative outfit is stupid as fuck, but it's really good for, like, dark areas from what I saw. Huh. Uh, so you can see yourself. <laughs> um, the outfits are bad, or I don't like them. They're not necessarily bad, but there's not one that's in there that I'm in love with outside of the Scarlet Spider outfit because they should have just put that one in the fucking Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, I was kind of surprised they didn't even like do an homage to that. No, I mean, well, they kind of it, did. It's yeah, the homemade suit, yeah. which is also in the game, which is stupid, yeah. uh, is like kind of an homage to that. But at the same time, I prefer just that suit. Mm. But they haven't, they're not going to do any fucking clone saga. No. For her first Spider Man. I, I mean, while Ben Riley is like pretty established, I think all of the clone stuff involved, that's real hard to sell to a mainstream audience. Yeah. So they should have just used a suit. And the suit would it would have made sense if he yeah. was just wearing like spandex and like they could have even done the punk rock variation of the Spider-Man suit, which is in the new Spider-Man game. <laughs> just had him wearing chucks, had him wearing like red tights and a belt and the wristbands and a hoodie, yeah. or like a cutoff with cutoff sleeves. It's something very minute to get upset about, but I don't like it. <laughs> Um, You've got to find some reason to be negative about it. I mean, come on. <laughs> I, otherwise, it looks like a pretty pretty decent game. Yeah. I mean, I the reason why I have a problem with the way that it's set up is because I it's tedious mm. having to just fight waves of enemies because that's there there are different things to do when you're doing like the science building things. But having to fight hordes of enemies is fucking annoying, especially when it comes to like 100% completion of the game and there are random events in each area that you mm. have to go take care of. There's, there's, it's not fun. I feel you. Yeah, the combat actually seemed to me the thing that was most lacking. Yeah, I mean, because it's derivative of Arkham, as many games yeah. are. Right, right. And there's combat like that there's not really a great way to do it anymore. yeah like so nobody spiced up the game in a in a while yeah yeah but still seems solid also shout out to the uh to the developer that put in his uh proposal in the game and got rejected his girlfriend broke up with him before he even got to propose left him for his brother <laughs> <laughs> damn that sucks that sucks so bad that's really shitty yep he planned that shit months in advance game comes out and he's single 
And she left him for his brother. Right. And that's so, so they were probably trashy. fucking for a while, you too. You know it. You that's know really it. shitty. That's so fucking trashy. God damn. You know, while he was slaving away during crunch time. I know, right? 16 hour days. She's just getting that 16 inch dick. <laughs> God damn, that sucks. Sucks to be that guy. Definitely. But apparently someone did uh, successfully propose to their girlfriend who had the same name using that Easter egg. Hey. So someone got something out of it. Good for him. Yeah. Or them. Uh, it was a dude. Okay. But it was an effeminate looking dude. So some people were like, yeah, take yeah. that straight people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry. One real oh. quick. Uh, up on the Patreon, night school for... Kingdom Hearts, the whole series is the going whole up. Last series, uh, it started on Monday and it's going to go for the next month or so. And it's good. It features me, Chet, Charles, and uh, show friend of the show that's been mentioned by a pseudonym Connie. Yes. Her actual name is Lonnie. Yes, we're uh, dropping the veil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, she's on there. Uh, we go at length about fucking. It's imp- Kingdom Hearts. It's impossible not to go at length when regarding that stories. Dude, that game so story. Stupid. It's so, so fucking stupid. The first episode covers the movie uh, Unchained and Block of Something. Uh, is, do we get into Birth by Sleep by then? Birth, no? no, Birth by Sleep is in a later episode. I think that's in episode two. I don't remember. I, it's like basically... All of the first, first shit that happens. Yeah. Uh, chronologically, not in order of release. Yes. So and check that out. If you haven't heard of those games, that's understandable. Or if you didn't even realize that there was a movie, again, understandable. You might want to check it out because holy shit, that shit's hard to uh, comprehend. Yeah. Yeah. It's all over the place. Thanks, Charles and Lonnie, for joining us for it. And everybody go fucking listen to it. Yeah. So let's get into questions from the subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. Join the discussion. First question this week comes from Juice Campbell. He asks, Denzel, since you're a sneaker collector, what's your most prized pair of shoes that you own? What's your most wanted pair of shoes that you don't own? What got you into collecting sneakers in the first place? I go through shoes like crazy, so I couldn't imagine collecting them. I'd like some insight. Okay, so to be completely fair, I don't collect them in the same way that a sneakerhead does. Somebody who goes out and buys them. uh, Cops the limited releases. Yes, exactly. Buys limited release sneakers, shelves them, and leaves them for them to accrue value and then resells them. I'm somebody who just buys a lot of shoes that I think look cool. Um, Initially, what got got me into it was the collecting aspect and holding on to them for money but eventually it kind of got to a point where i was like i'd rather be wearing these if i'm gonna like <laughs> yeah spend 300 on them and then resell them for fucking 500 i mean like i coming across 300 was tough for me so what i would end up doing is like i think the most i had made on return was like 75 dollars or something like that on a pair of sneakers but when you're like 16 or 17 that's a lot of money no that's true that's that's not a bad turnaround and it's also a lot of fucking work yeah and back then like if you had bots you were really killing the game or if you knew somebody at a shop you were really killing the game and i wasn't willing to put in that amount of work so what i would end up doing is just buying things that i thought looked cool 
uh, and not wearing them all the way all the time. And that way, like I could have shoes that would last. I still have pairs of shoes from when I was like 20 years old, uh, mainly because like I used to cycle through my shoes constantly. Yeah. And back then I wasn't wearing a ton of, uh, a ton of my cooler sneakers because I wasn't going out and doing much. So when I would go to university or, or Mesa College or whatever, I was wearing like fucking running shoes. Or when I go play basketball, I would go play basketball and basketball shoes and a pair <laughs> right. of slides. And I wouldn't, I I wouldn't wear them out often because like I would go to a movie for about an hour and a half or whatever, and I'm not walking around a ton. So yeah. I would come back home, take off my fucking shoes, and then be done with it. Yeah. Which is also how collectors keep their shoes good. So they don't fucking wear them ever. Yeah. I, I mean, God. I have a friend who is pretty heavy sneakerhead. And, you know, he's got... If you told me he had over 100 different pairs of Jordans, I would not be shocked. And uh, <laughs> he used to joke that, uh, you know, he never wore the same pair twice. And I think some people took him at face value with that. Because that was how it seemed. Like, you know, he would match his sneakers to his outfit and it would just be like, okay, I have this black and yellow pair to go with this black and yellow hat. Okay, well, I have this other black and yellow pair. You know, I got these Air Force Ones, whereas those are, the, you know, the classics, you know, whatever. And, uh, yeah, so they stayed in good condition because nothing ever happened to them because he never fucking wore them. <laughs> yeah, and that's how you do it. Uh, I would say my most coveted pairs that I would always that I've always wanted. Uh, one was, ooh, oh god, it was a set of P rods, the Nike Dunk SBs, that were really sick. Can't remember the colorway, but they were fucking sick. They were uh, Paul Rodriguez's first release. Uh, the Jordan Olympic Sevens, those are sick. But I consigned myself to this at a young age. I've said I'm never, ever, ever, ever going to buy a pair of Jordans ever uh, off of principle because Jordan's a kind of a piece of shit, dude. And B, like, I don't like GP. I don't want to fucking own a pair of Jordans like GP, meaning general principle. Um, Don't want to own them. But like, I've always wanted a pair of the Olympic sevens. Those are fucking sick looking shoes. And uh Shoes that I probably will get around to buying at some point once I get a chance to try them on are some Onisuka Tigers. Oh, those are nice. Yeah, I, those are cool, but I've never just bothered trying to buy them. I'm a Nike. I'm pretty much a Nike guy. I mean, they own Converse, but whatever. Yeah. There's a pair of uh, concept shoes. If someone took a. Uh I forget. I forget what type of shoe. I want to say it's an Air Force One, but uh, they uh, they did a new colorway for it where it's kind of burnt up front. Oh, the Kyrie's. Yeah. I oh no, them. this is a, this is a concept. This is like yeah. A- no, no, it was it was Kyrie's. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I had retweeted him, uh, and I was just like, I would definitely cop these. Yeah, they look kind of dope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They go from like black to like this kind of golden brown. Yeah. Uh, the gradient is heavily. Uh, on one side so like it looks like it's definitely charred yeah. up to a certain point and then it starts to lighten up and even the nike logo is burned a little bit yeah though it's so sick it's so sick <laughs> yeah i would definitely fuck with those yeah 
And as Nikki discovered, for those of you plebeians out there that are buying fucking vans still, um, basketball shoes are very fucking comfortable. Yeah. Like, incredibly so. But they're not the most stylish shoes. They're, like, blocky and big and chunky and stuff. I mean, yeah. They've become stylish because, like, they're so iconic between, like, hip-hop culture and stuff yeah oh one last pair of shoes that i want uh i would want there was a re-release of the nike air maestros when i was like fucking 14 or 15 that didn't have the air bubble on the bottom and they recently re-released the air maestros that didn't have the air bubble on the bottom but they were in red and i'm never going to buy a red pair of sneakers Uh. but the reason why i wanted those specifically is because they were made to play in uh when they were re-released but these ones are lifestyle sneakers so they you can't play in them or you can but you're gonna fuck yourself up (laughs) oh man i own a pair of infrared sneakers only the only brightly colored pair that i don't have enough sneaker talk (laughs) schmood asks did you see spike lee's black klansman nope no and i want to uh largely i mean i was probably gonna check it out regardless but i saw a side-by-side picture of topher grace and david duke good casting (laughs) (laughs) i can see it spot on i can definitely see it no i definitely want to check that one out i um I wrote it off immediately because <laughs> Spike Lee hasn't done good shit in like over a decade. Yeah, that that was my one piece of hesitation. Because I mean, like that remake of Old Boy. Yeah, that was bullshit. <laughs> I mean, like it's cool to have it for American audiences, I guess. I guess. But like, that shit sucked. Yeah, and the, like the poster shit that they did was super shady. Where they held a design contest to design the poster, but they barely paid the winner anything. And like, I mean, that's how you do it. That's oh, yeah. It. Contests are a great way to prey on students. Because it's, yeah. it's only students. And because professional, they're like, fuck that. I'm not entering a dumbass contest that pays less than 10, ga- 10 grand. <laughs> like, fuck that. But, yeah. Probably still going to check that out. Samurai Jack the Face Ripper asks... Either of you snagged that new Dragon Quest game? I know a bunch of people go nuts for that series. I had the original Dragon Warrior when it came out in 90, but never ventured beyond that title. I remember my mom handing it to me and asking her where it came from. She said, I don't know, just showed up in the mail. I always assumed that was BS until years later when I found out Nintendo Power gave away copies for free with a subscription. That's a damn good way to draw up subscribers. Second question. When you were growing up, did you ever... Just straight fuck some shit up to the point where you were even thinking, God damn, I got and done it. My parents are going to kill me. To answer that second question, yes. Absolutely. I had a terrible streak in the seventh grade, uh, which included uh, stealing money from someone for no damn reason. Effectively stealing money from them. I found it. Could have returned it. Chose not to. (laughs) Uh, accidentally knocking out a girl's teeth with a hockey stick. That, that, that was pure mistake, but happened during a bad streak. My grades were slipping real bad. And then I also lost a family heirloom. It was a ring. And I accidentally brought it to school, which is to say it fell into my backpack. And I didn't realize it. 
found it at school, lost it at school, and that shit was gone. Oh, boy. And it was a real diamond ring. And, yep, that was, like, the culmination of it. And I was like, all right, well, guess that's it. I'm just fucked now. There was a lot of things that I did in the past. I'm not going to talk about them. (laughs) (laughs) And, no, I didn't check out uh, the Dragon Ball or the, <laughs> well, shit, might as well be uh, Dragon Hunter, Dragon Quest, Dragon Quest, Dragon Hunter. Yes, Dragon, <laughs> yeah, Dragon Quest. Yeah, I've played a few of the Dragon Quest series, and I never really got into them. And I found out why that is. Uh, largely, they're meant to be slow. They're intentionally slow because the Dragons Dragon Warrior series or Dragon Quest series is wildly popular in Japan, but it's really intended as like a, um, it's a more meditative experience rather than like something that you grind through and, you know, just blast your way through it. You're supposed to really take in the environment and it's, it's very well done game, especially this new one, which is, um, 11. And from all the footage, all the reviews I've, I've seen on it, you know, it's it's more of the same where it's very slow, methodical gameplay, but it's just a very well built out world. That is to say, I probably won't be playing it because I don't have that kind of time to, to spend with it because it's kind of intended for like, hey, let's play an, a- an hour here, a half hour there. It's the kind of thing you do before going to bed. And uh, that's not really what I go for when playing yeah. games. Slow and methodical is a good way to lose my attention in any game, (laughs) especially an RPG. Yeah. Slow and methodical in an RPG is like a different time scale than any other game. Oh yeah. Like a puzzle game, slow and methodical. Okay. It'll take you seven minutes to solve each puzzle. (laughs) Right. Uh, slow and methodical in an RPG. It'll take you an hour and a half to get out of the beginner area. (sighs) If you're lucky. Yeah, like I definitely understand the appeal and you know, Japanese culture allows for that a little bit more because when you're at home, you relax, that's it, you're done. And we're, you know, they don't have the short attention spans that we as Americans do. I don't really know how it is in Europe, but you know, Dragon Quest has always been a more niche game in the US. It has its um diehard fans, but Never really got into it. I tried playing a few of them, and they just never really held my interest. And that's completely fair. Yeah. Now, if you if if you have any interest in the series or interest in trying it out again, it does seem like this entry is very good. Like most people enjoy it more than a lot of the other recent entries. So you know, check it out if you have if you have the desire for a nice relaxing game that's very well fleshed out, give it a shot. If not, hey, whatever. It's your thing. Live your life. Yeah. Do what you want to do. That does it for questions this week. Thank you for submitting to r slash real nerd hours. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> everybody listening to this right now, uh, go check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash real nerd hours. Uh, we've got a shitload of content on there. And it's only growing by the week. Yeah, we're getting bigger and better. Yeah, yeah. Don't forget, episode 100 is coming up in 10 weeks. We're going to have the pins, and we're going to have the cassette tapes, and we're going to have a very special episode 100. 
It's going to be good. Yeah. You'll enjoy the fuck out of it. Um, yeah, I guess that really about sums up any update that I've got. Yeah. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening to this week's edition of Real Nerd Hours. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at XRealNerdHours. You can follow me on Twitter at that Denzel. You can follow Chet on Twitter at Bushido Brown SD. Excellent. You can join us on the subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. You can follow you can like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash real nerd hours podcast and groups slash real nerd hours podcast. Uh shout outs to Poe Garcia who's listening to this from the very beginning. Yeah. Uh, who's not gonna get to this episode for some time. It's gonna take it's gonna take him a while. Yeah. So shout outs to him. Also, I am the king of that Facebook group. There is not a goddamn thing you can do about it. I don't even have to post in there. I am the fucking king. All right, fair enough. I can kick you out of that group, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. And uh lastly, you can support the show on Patreon, which I recommend you do. Uh patreon.com slash real nerd hours. Yeah. Yeah. Uh thanks everybody for listening, and we'll see you next Thursday. Y'all have a good night.